The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Quam Glasgow Sports Talk. We are live in the studio. It is a great day out here in Arizona, actually across the world, actually. I have... Alice Clancy in the studio. We got Clancy Corner second segment. Deborah Debris will get down and dirty with her. As uh, always, we got Cindy. Let's go. Cindy's taking notes now. She, <laughs> she, she, has a, she is prepared. She has a, a, about four pages of notes in her iPad, her brand new iPad that she loves more than anything. It seems like. Uh, but we got sadly. her sadly. legal paper is pink. <laughs> Well, Legal she had this pink. It's legally blonde over here. Legally blonde. It's yeah. not scented. Well, what not about scented. the Deborah has a nice uh, fuchsia pink shirt on. Yeah, yeah but it's oh, not paper matching. Yeah, it's not what you're writing on. Paper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we we live. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> NBA. We're into colors now. NBA baseball. I don't know if Cindy want to get into hockey, but then if we talk about hockey, it's got to be about the Coyotes, and that's it. About the the Coyotes, the, the guys. So I'm going to close it out right now. Coyotes are two and zero going back to Nashville. Going back to Nashville, that's good. And I said that like a news reporter. I, I got a bet that I, I got a bet. I got a text this morning that said if the Coyotes goes to the uh, championship game, that I have to buy somebody a ticket, fly them out here. And it's my one of my high school teachers, Diane Limerick. She <laughs> loves hockey. She said if it's the Coyotes in the Capitals, so I got to get her a ticket. I wouldn't mind going because the best part of hockey in most sports for me is the playoffs. That's yeah. right. Especially the whiteouts. The whiteouts. Yeah. I went to the uh, hockey game. It's been a while, but I went to the whiteouts when they were in the playoffs. So that obviously you know it's been a while for the Coyotes in the playoffs. I think it was about 10 years ago. Well, hockey is one of the sports that if you're not there, you just, you're just not getting it. You lose the intensity of it. Yeah. There's so it's much going on and glass banging and all yeah. that. It's, it, it's such a good sport. If you understand the rules and the uh, – uh, it, it's a good sport, yeah. and, and what you can and cannot do. I think I always thought hockey was in the top three of my most physical sports. Definitely physical. Yeah. Definitely physical. Yeah. I'm not big on the whole squid throwing thing or whatever that is. But. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Oh, it's awesome. Octopus. It's octopus. 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 Or octopus. There's meaning behind it. <laughs> Squid, I know that the there's, thing. yeah, it's a fishy, fishy stuff that smells. I'm not into that. People go buy hats. They don't just throw their old hats. They go buy hats. That's go, right. hat trick. In 97, I got hit with an octopus. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Hands all over you. I was, at the, was, I was, was in Detroit. No, I was in Detroit. I was at the at the Joe watching the Avalanche and the Red Wings, and the guy behind me threw this octopus and didn't go high enough and in your face in the back of my head right in the dome (laughs) octopus in the back of your head coyotes i need you to win so i can get diane maybe maybe she'll come to the show she was my trainer oh very nice i could see the things she did uh probably be against high school regulations (laughs) she she was she was one of the best teachers out there at mitchville high school where i'm Mm. from out of newport news virginia all right well cowboys win um they pull it off also the diamondbacks uh, they win a nine and five game against the uh, Florida Marlins. Uh, what's going to Miami happen? Marlins? Yeah, same thing. They in South Beach. <laughs> they changed their name. <laughs> Miami Marlins, as I was uh, correcting, that better not ever happen again on air. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> failure no. to communicate. No, I, I, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, they are the Miami Marlins. New uniforms, new stadium, and everything. Uh, same ignorant coach, uh, manager. Yeah, remember when we said that uh, his, his racial slur or his uh, uh, Castro remarks were the worst thing that was going to happen this uh -huh. year? They suck, so obviously something else is happening this year. You, you know what I thought he was doing? Um, but he went too far in doing it. I thought he was bringing distraction to his team right now early in the season and see if these guys can play through these distractions. But I don't think that had to be it. Maybe you could have changed something in the lineup. Like Bobby Valentino, he... Um, he um, said something stupid about one of the best yeah, players yeah, over there. Kevin Euclid. Yeah, but Euclid, who goes hard all the time, just because you don't show emotions. And I say the same thing with uh, Eli Manning. He doesn't show emotion, but you want that guy quarterbacking for you. I'm not an Eli Manning fan, but this, I'm a fan of somebody's winning, especially with how he came out of college and demanding I'm not playing for San Diego. It worked out for him. He has two world, He had two national championships. Mm -hmm. Not national championship, NFL championship, Super Bowl champions. Uh but it, it's not how you look. It's how you what you do. You go out there and get your job done. It's the end result. It's, it's how you're going to perform at the at the end result. And everybody's got if they play to their own natural ability and do it their way, you know, the chances of them winning on the field is going to be that much better. Yeah, but the talent helps. You know, oh, you like, got to oh, have the talent. I, I want to win. I yeah. win. But yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. good statement, <laughs> but it means nothing unless you've got the talent to back it up and the and mental attitude to make it. He's happen. in New York, so you know, you know the. Backlash that comes with that of playing New York, and he looked like a, a guy like Eli. Kenny handles that, Well, he's been handling well, but he's also been winning. He's also been winning. Uh, and he hasn't had he hasn't had these like uh, these star-studded teams around him. You know, he's had a solid defense both times, and his his defense was depleted last year in the beginning of the season. They was playing terribly uh, earlier with that defense. Now you thought you everybody was hurt, and then they made a lot of uh, moves before the season to get like uh, Rocky, uh, the guy from Seattle. Uh, to fix that defensive line. That defensive line is probably one of the best in the league. But they were hurt in the secondary. And the whole secondary was hurt. It was hurt. All right, but, but let's go back to uh, baseball. Patrick Corbin threw his first pitch uh, last night, first game, and he wins. They win 95. Imagine the nerves of this guy coming out here. And, Ooh, and yeah. Out of uh, Miami, Marlins, Cindy, <laughs> are they that bad? I, I'm not they saying, are that bad. They're 8-14. They're terrible. Well, I'm not saying because he, won, he, he went out there and threw, you know, his first major league pitch, and they won. I'm just saying, well, how you assessed it? I thought Kirk Gibson did a great job last year getting his team I into love the playoff. Out of two, I like. Yeah, he's got his act together. It, it, it is, and he he's this mixture. And then with guys being hurt, like um, uh, Upton and those guys not coming, in, they playing at the right time. Different guys are stepping up at the right time in that lineup, and they're winning baseball games. And it comes with having a good solid base of players and knowing how to manage them in a way that whenever it comes time for them to step up, they can and they will. And, and Young is he? He was on a 15-day uh, disabled list, so mm -hmm. you know he, they're doing it without their weapons, but these guys are stepping up. I think he has the right guys in his minor league farm uh, system. But in Miami, I, not as not all is lost. I mean, you have. Washington Nationals are leading the division, and I mean Atlanta's, oh, wow. Atlanta's not getting younger. The Mets have never really done much uh, in recent history, and you know Philly is Philly's getting old too. I mean their their pitching is not carrying them anymore. Ryan Howard's not 100. percent So out of all the divisions in the major leagues, them being in this division counts them out the least as opposed to the rest of them. Well, you got to have pitching too. The pitching is. Pitching is the key. You got the hitting behind you, but if you can pitch well, this guy comes out and throws uh, six strikeouts. He he throws six and uh, three earned runs, uh, which is good. Coming up from from the minors, uh, what was it? I think it was the double A, triple A. He came up uh, and, and able to do this with this Diamondbacks team. The closer, Miami Marlins closer, it has a ten over a ten ERA. 
your closer should be lights out. Well, Heath Bell, Heath Bell is, has proven himself. I mean, he's been an all-star for many years in a row, and he has more blown saves this year than he did all of last year. And you, you look at this Diamondback pitching staff, just across the board, you can't tell who's the starter. I mean, you Ian want Ken- to see it's Ian Kennedy's Ian rotation. Kennedy, but yeah, but look at those five starters. You can, those five guys. You can put anyone on the mound and yeah. they'll play but well. But you need to have a solid number two. You have to. You know, Joe Saunders. A Saunders, solid number two. That's how they won in 2001. They right. Had well, two they had pitchers. two number ones. They had two number ones. Yeah. But they had a they had a dugout. They had a, a bullpen where they guys would come in and finish it off. <laughs> yeah, it was the other guy that wasn't <laughs> pitching that day. They <laughs> so many. They so <laughs> many innings. That was only in the, that was only in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> that was only in the playoffs. Like, uh, they pitched every day. Every we, game. I got to go into this World Series. Like guys, we on your back. Yeah, the pitching matters, and they were playing against the Yankees, and the Yankees, oh, yeah. who's always been there in the uh, World Series, and you got to feel like, even though I'm a Diamondbacks fan, you got to feel like, oh, man, they're going to beat my Diamondbacks. And I probably put some bad vibes on them because it went seven <laughs> games uh, before um, uh, was Gonzalez hit that blooper over the second base, which which did him in. Uh, and it was a great feeling out here to win. Okay, let's move to some basketball. We do have a Clancy corner. Let me see how much time we got left from Monk. Um $100 million, 0-2, Amari Stoudemire loses to the Miami Heats, and he's still fighting things that can't fight back as far as fire hydrants, and, and, he, and he's bleeding to death, and he's already getting gutted on the court, but he's bleeding off the court. Well, here's the thing. is he uh, So he punches, if, if you haven't heard, he punches uh, the glass casing of the f- of a fire extinguisher on the way back to the locker room last night. You didn't. You, why you didn't jump on me when I said he's making $100 million? <laughs> I'm not there yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. If he's, if he's, if he's to cut it. me off, maybe I'll get there. Uh, so, so you got you got the medical crew down there. He he gets uh, stitched up. He's out for the series most likely, and he makes a hundred million dollars. So he's making so he's so he's he's guaranteed in excess of sixty mil over the next three years. So you can't trade him because nobody's going to take him. Somebody take. He's him. not getting younger. He he had two knee surgeries and he doesn't play defense and he doesn't play as a teammate. So what what are the what the Knicks have done is they've digged themselves a deeper hole with Carmelo and Amari, two guys that nobody else wanted, but he, they wanted to go there. They're like, all right, well, fine, York, we'll baby. make we'll make money. Madison Square Garden will be packed once again, and it doesn't matter if we win. It's well, that's exactly what happened. Well, here's the thing, and I mean, it was a really really stupid move plus I mean he was a very selfish move the guy used his left hand so he knew enough to use his left hand instead of his right hand um, you know if you're if we're keeping score he lost fire or fire extinguisher one one um, and you know it's just if you he's ever old, he's if you've ever seen or heard or watched anybody punch through glass it's not going through the glass that's the bad thing it's when you pull your hand back out again that causes right. all the cuts how do you get that, that angry though I mean losing can make you angry, but you got to look well, first in yourself. And we're going to talk about how it gets that angry, but know, he, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's that he, he had a level of multi, well, he had multiple anger going on inside of him that would all culminated at one time, and he lashed out at something, um, thinking that that might in some way resolve his problems, and he's got bigger problems than he had before he got there. And this is not my normal money top, my money statement. I promise. You're hating. If me. you think. That making that's guaranteed a hundred million dollars hasn't taken away some of his drive, and now he's pissed that he's not as good as he was two years ago when he was averaging twenty six a game. I, you're mistaken. 
In that, moment, in that moment, I don't think he's thinking about money. No, no, it's no, it's an, no it was no, an not, emotional action. Okay. You're talking about his preparation you to get even, back to me. You're yeah, talking about you're his not, pre- You missed completely what I said. No, no, I said no. That, I said I, that um, he is frustrated because he's not performing and because they're losing. And that's stemming from him losing his drive that everybody has before you get your big Mac Daddy contract. I think, uh, Mac Daddy, interesting. Look, I think, um... <laughs> I think money puts pressure on you if you allow it to. I think you there's always a there's always something in you as a competitor to uh, to say, okay, I'm now I'm making a hundred million dollars as opposed to whatever he was making in Phoenix before he left, which I didn't think he should have left. But now he's making a hundred million, and he's in New York. That type of pressure when you're on a basketball court, nobody. I, I can't even think of um, even down to the little league sports. That you would think about anything outside while you plan it. Now I know you're not talking about that. You're talking about his preparation, his mm-hmm. drive to be to be competitive. Getting there three but hours before the game every day. In like the game, in the, in in the course of a game or the event you're in, nobody's thinking about anything but winning. They're not even thinking about losing. They are thinking about winning. Uh, but after the game, everything comes to light. But now you react, and we probably get down into the and down and dirty in the third segment. Now you react in a certain way where that may they may hit you. They may like, I got to step up. And that's what he should be saying. I have to step up. The Knicks are out. They may be without him for the rest of the playoffs. Maybe the rest of the, right. well, the, rest of the playoffs for them will be, will be Which serious. is the selfishness of doing what he did. Well, it's well, not we, just him that got hurt. It's the team. It's the fans. It's the, you know, the franchise. It's right. everything. And they that's have it. injuries on that team. And they say they, he plays better. They play better without him. But that's, that's probably because the numbers are up. But I'd rather have my superstars on the court uh, as opposed to saying, well, we do play better without him. Well, the Bulls play better without Derrick Rose, but I'd rather have Derrick Rose on the basketball yeah, court. Yeah, and that's another tragedy. But, I mean, the thing with Amari, the reason why people didn't want Amari and Carmelo is because they're selfish players. So it's never been about the team for them. So that's why him punching this doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's not like it's not like he's he hasn't done anything that would, would uh, merit this in the past. He's just It's just another thing that a selfish player's done in the NBA. I think Amari uh, was kind of politicking for... Um, for uh, Carmelo. Carmelo to come there. Well, yeah, because he thought he was still going to be the star, and he's not the star anymore. It's another frustration that he. Well, has. you can have those stars if you if you can play together. If some some guys want it. The old basketball of having just one guy and thinking you're going to win. That's, those days are done. Yeah, that's done. You got to have at least two guys. You got to play defense. The Bulls had one of the best chances to win it all with the defense they had. They played defense for two years. They was the best defense mm. in the NBA or the association. That was what they call it now. But the, reali- the reality is, too, if you've got somebody that comes in that's as good as or you think might even be better than you or starts to shine, that should be your motivator to get better than what you already are. And then you know, push quiet. it to that next I level. I agree. A lot of that stuff, because a lot of it takes place before the season start or after the season start. Or if you're just playing terribly bad and you have about 15 games, let's say NBA, where they play 82 games. Mm-hmm. Or you, you know you've out of it, you've been out of it for 20 games. Now you start thinking about my contract. I'm not playing. I know football guys used to do this. Yeah, but that's well, incentive based. Football's different, right? Well, football guys used to do this. If we if they weren't making to the playoffs, uh, guys didn't go out there and play hard. I thought mm-hmm. that was a problem. I thought that was a crime. I think you should be fined for something like mm-hmm. that. You're not going because you don't want to be. You don't want to have tr- uh, treatment on your off season. So they don't play hard. You get hurt when you don't go hard. That's right. The guys didn't want to have treatment. I think that should be a, a fine at the highest level. Well, yeah, I mean, but, but you can tell from you can tell by 
who these guys are, you can tell by watching film. You're not playing hard. Yeah, but look at, I mean, look at the NBA. There's guy Greg Popovich, all these guys that have the older teams sit their stars or uh, guys that have already made the playoffs, that already lock up the number one seed, they sit their players. That should be a finable offense because you get paid to play 82 yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People uh, pay I, to come and see you. So you need that should be that should change. You need you should be have to play every game where you're physically available to play. People buy tickets to see their superstars come. People buy tickets for that basis only. They want to see your team win, but they want to see this guy. They, I kept to watch uh, Steve Nash play. If he's not playing, uh, 82 games. Sometimes they got to take a break. Speaking of taking a break, we got to take a break right now. Quamalasa Sports Talk. We come back. We got Clancy Corner second segment. We'll touch on this a little bit more before we get into that. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Layritz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. We are back oh to the of the Sports Talk as Cindy and Deborah fist pump. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but we, you know, we do have Clancy Corner. Now, before we get into Clancy Corner, we were talking about. Patriots paying their money to see their superstars play. And then you got these guys like uh, Amari being out. Uh, the Knicks were going to be done anyway. I think just the Miami Heat is too much for that team. Even though you have your superstars in Carmelo Anthony, you have your superstars in Amari Stoudemire, there's no more Jeremy Lin talk. I, I thought he would be back. Mm-hmm. I thought he would be back for the playoffs. And he's done. The sick part is that without him this year, they wouldn't have made the playoffs. Yeah. Which is nuts. No, no, it's well, true. He went on, they went on a, 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 they won a seven-game winning streak with him. He, and then they lost six games, and then but but that brought them up. That when they up lost the six games, up. when they lost our losing, Carmelo uh, uh, Anthony came back. Right, and so did Amari. So that was like. But then who you got to? It, it's tough. That's why you got to find the chemistry. That's why the Miami Heat right now start playing better because I think LeBron James has decided this is my team, not. Um, and Dwayne he's going Wade. basketball, basketball. Oh, all right, I yeah. can do that. Yeah. And, and, you hear, and you hear the talk. I, I heard a commentator. Um, uh, talking the other day that LeBron James went out and talked to all the legends like uh, Magic Johnson, Larry, not Larry Bird, but uh, uh, Isaiah Thomas, who talked to, tried to talk to Michael Jordan, but he couldn't because of the lockout. Because he's a dick. And uh, who, Michael Jordan? Yeah. I'm sorry, ladies. That he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, he's 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 a horrible. He's a. I, I will talk about that. You know Michael time. Jordan. Yeah, no. I was gonna say. But you must know <laughs> but, Michael Jordan. But he's done things. I mean, I've heard. Of, uh, I don't know him, so it'll be just my uh, opinion. my opinion and speculating. But sorry, I've to heard, change the topic. I, like perception. He, well, one of the things I heard. Yeah. No, you can change the topic. Just show. We live. We going. We got. We in and out. We just take up more Clancy Corner time. Um, <laughs> But he don't tip. I, I can't. How you don't tip? Oh, that's sad. He feels like he feels like he don't have you to owe tip. Me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't know guys like oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Well, uh, I used to work at a fine dining restaurant in San Diego. Tory Pines. Uh-huh. Tiger Woods wins a golf tournament on our course. Comes Tiger in, don't tip either. Get thousand dollar bill. Tips five bucks. Have a good night. He just won a million dollars in the tournament. Tell your friends. You stop counting his money for one. For two, uh, I think you should. Tip. That's what the purse is every I, year I for the Buick when it still exists. I think um, you should tip according to your service. You come out there because a lot of guys play for free. Yeah. Like I play for free, so I tip a little different. Right. I tip as if I had to pay for this round uh, mm-hmm. instead of me giving you five dollars to clean my. I clean my clothes while I play, so you don't need to clean my clothes, but I still tip these guys. Mm-hmm. And I think guys like Michael Jordan, as you get me off the subject, guys <laughs> like Tiger Woods, um, they they should tip more. Well, and better, I, and I like better. the statement is that you tip according to the service that you get. Mm-hmm. I'm not into rewarding people. I'll still tip. I just won't tip near as much. Um, if somebody's giving me really good service, I'm going to tip more, but I'm also going to go up to the manager as I leave and ask for the manager and say, hey, you know, so-and-so over there, I would come back because of them. Right. You know, and I hope you're going to let them know that because, you know, they gave great service and give some specifics around exactly what they did. Alex, you got something to say? Or you no. want to go straight into Clancy? Yeah, let's just do it. We going. <laughs> All right. Uh, I Last year, if you were listening, um, I told Kwame that I thought that after the finals, after Miami lost in the finals, that Eric Spolster should have been fired on the spot. He was given a 20-mile uh, lead in the marathon and ended up losing. This year, if he gets, if they don't win with Derrick Rose uh, blowing out his ACL, uh, Amari Stoudemire losing his mind trying to join, you know, uh, Karate Kid 4, uh, Iman Shumpert tearing his ACL with the Knicks as well. Rajan Rondo bumping and up, uh, bumping a referee, uh, being out out tonight's game. Uh, he should be gone. Uh, Pat Riley was quoted as saying in 2008 when Eric Spolstra um, was, was named the head coach, he said, "This game is now about younger coaches who are technologically skilled, innovative, and bring fresh new ideas." Uh, that's just not true because the last five coaches that have won. Uh, NBA championships are Rick Carlisle, Phil Jackson, Doc Rivers, Greg Popovich, and Pat Riley, which should have been Stan Van Gundy's year, but he got rid of Stan Van Gundy so he could win another ring as a quote-unquote coach. And uh, Riley also said that a lot of players want the discipline. They will play hard for Spolstra because they respect him. That's a joke as well. Nobody, he, he gets no respect from that team. Didn't LeBron bump him um, coming off the side? I don't, I don't know. I would punch him in the face. He, he doesn't know how to coach. You'd be, sitting, does, you'd be missing two games too. Yeah. Well, I, I'd be getting high fives from a lot of people. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to coach. So eventually, if he gets fired, Phil Jackson can now choose between the Knicks and the Heat. If he wants to be the the star, the star, uh, you know, the star wrangler that that he's always been, Miami would be a perfect a perfect place for him if they don't win this year. So I just think Eric Spolster's head is the guillotine is up. Just depends on if they win the finals, if if it'll drop or not. I, I don't know if I uh, dislike Eric Spolster at all. But I know he has a a lot of dynamics to work with. He has uh, Dwayne Wade, that being his team. Then he, then you bring in LeBron James. You bring in a, another guy, big guy who's supposed to be a superstar. Chris Bosh. 
but you got to mesh that chemistry together. You got three superstars. You got two major superstars. You got two superstars, and you got a star. Mm -hmm. I, I should say that because I think there is a difference. So you got to mesh that together. And I think LeBron going out, doing all that research and talking to these guys, trying to be Kobe Bryant when Kobe did it with Hakeem Olajuwon, trying to find a better post move. I think he's taking that extra mile, but... You the superstar. Find a way to hit a jumper in the final seconds, LeBron James, and not and not blame it on your coach. Well, it should be Dwayne Wade taking the shots anyways. I, I've said that for a while. I like Dwayne Wade with the ball in his hand, unless LeBron James is going to drive to the basket, get an and one. He's tied in the last two years, or I think two or three years, he's tied with you've three been, game winners. You've been driving to the basket all game, and when the final shot comes, you take a jumper. Choke. Yeah, you, you take a jumper. But they shouldn't be his shots to begin with. This is this is Dwayne Wade's wheelhouse. Dwayne Wade is the reason why this team is as he good as it is. He has ice in his blood, Dwayne Wade. Because he's the one, as I've said before, he should be Times Man of the Year. Because he literally lets a guy come in. That's That was his city. That Miami was his city, and he let some guy come in from Cleveland, from Akron, come in and just take over his town, and he didn't say a word. He hasn't said one word. Speaking of Akron, Akron has a good golf course, Firestone. Go ahead. Oh, okay. There's the plug, so he never <laughs> has to pay for that again. I so, hope not. So, um, oh, God. Hopefully there aren't houses around that course, because they'd be, that HOA would be going through the roof. Um, well, yeah, yeah, what you go? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that Dwayne, Wade, Dwayne so. Wade, the reason, if Dwayne Wade was Carmelo Anthony with the Knicks, they'd have a lot less problems. That's my point, is that Carmelo, the ego is doesn't even fit in Madison Square Garden. Dwayne Wade could fit in a little candy box. I think Dwayne Wade did a great job bringing those guys in. He politicked for those um, those two guys. And he's making there. the least amount of money out of all of them. And look at the role player. Well, he, see, it's not... No, 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 but I'm saying to, he took no, it No, I know, but to, to him, him it wasn't the money, but... When you play in a professional sport, you want to win that big prize. Mm -hmm. The money going to come. I mm -hmm. think the money come when everybody wins. Dwayne Wade know his marketing ability. He's going to make just as much money off the court than he will on. Oh, yeah. So I take a pay cut. I oh, take yeah, a pay cut. A, a, I, I'm taking a pay cut right now. I got you all on the show. I, how much am I paying you guys? Nothing. See, I took a pay cut. $42.97, and I want my check now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I had a check in the mail because I can't just. I just yeah, we're gonna sign it. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta move some funds around. Yeah, I gotta move some things around. I gotta. The thing is, we have to look at what motivates somebody. Money can motivate somebody. The problem is, and we've talked about money before. You have to take money away, then motivation goes down for those type of players. Other players, it's like you say, they know they know and understand the strategy, the strategy of winning, but also the strategy of where's the money going to come from and what am I going to use it for whenever I get it. So the strategy could be, as you said, you you get you know all these endorsements and stuff that can be worth a whole heck of a lot more in the long run than what you're going to make on your you know annual. Uh, I, I would rather agreement. win. I would rather win championships than have an extra two or three million dollars. Well, because you got to go down. You got to go down in your sport because you already that's your he, legacy. Yeah, he already had has a championship mm -hmm. he, and he did it himself. Even with Shaquille O'Neal, I think he won that championship himself, and they came back to do it. And Dwayne Wade went on fire for three games. Well, Unstoppable. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, look at this. I mean, Dwayne Wade, when he was a rookie, he took his team to win a, to win a series. Which, Alone. Well, yeah, well, and then he had Lamar Odom and Karan Butler. And, I mean, those, like before they traded for Shaq. Right. But what I think is for the finals, each player on the winning team for the finals should win $5 million. So the money is there if you get there. Uh, these guys don't even get that paid way, in the playoffs. Right, but I'm saying that way the incentive, say you take a, a, a cut from everybody, and you, it's $5 million is a lot, but I'm saying like say you get $2 million per player, that's the incentive to get there to play as a team, to do anything you need to do to win, that would be, I think it would be way more beneficial. Changing the subject real quick and I'll get back to that. $5 million is a lot. 
but it's not enough to like in the National Football League when guys retire. Everyone, we our name is signed to a social our social security is signed to a a number. When guys retire, they can give everyone that retired five million dollars, and they still have seven hundred and fifty million left. Like right now today, mm-hmm. so it is a lot of money, but it's not when you have that much a billion dollars in a pot. Dwayne Wade or the, or the NBA, you, you you win a championship. The incentive is the the uh, trophy. That's your legacy going out. I was part of this team. Look at uh, Mario Chalmers. If he's not on that team, do you know do you know about him? Ex- yeah, because he hit that shot against Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, except his co- collegiate career. But how many he's, people across take, the world know that? He's taking he's taking care of his business on college level, hitting that shot against Memphis. But now you in the pros. Now what are you going to do if you got you got you got Dwayne Wade, LeBron James on that team? I think that he's hit more clutch shots than anybody else on that team over the course of a season. It doesn't have to be at the end of the game. It, it, it could be to, to stop a run. He is the most clutch player on that team from one start of the game to the next to, to the end. And I've watched a lot of him play. I've watched a lot of him. Just because he's not a star doesn't mean he doesn't hit big shots. Yeah, people just don't true. think about it because he's not LeBron James. You don't have to, you don't have to be a, a star to hit. Um, Hit big shots or, or vice versa. But you have to be if you're remembered. You're remembered by him if you're a star. Well, you you become one of those clutch guys. That's why we talk about LeBron James not being that guy. We talk about him not being that guy. He's a star. He's a superstar, mega star on and off. But he can't hit the big shot. Well, that's you go back to the on and off. He can turn it on. The mm-hmm. problem is he also turns it off. You know, and then I want to go back to one other thing that was said just real quick. When we talk about incentives, if we look at what happened last year when the Mavs won and they were talking about not giving them a ring, you know, the owner said, oh, we're going to give you, you know, other things. It's like, dude, no, it's all about the ring. No, it was supposed to be it a bracelet. It was supposed to be something well, yeah, that was, you know, exactly. it was all about the ring. I can buy That's my what own they bracelet. want. You give my ring because everybody in the world who's won a they championship know that. has yeah. a ring. Yeah, it's going to be a ring that goes over four fingers. Like, like a nice a rapper, uh, a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, because because Mark Cuban will buy it, it'll be thirty million dollars a piece. You so racist. You trying to say uh, you you trying to say that only uh, black I don't have three, one. Fa- three finger. Oh, range. that's exactly Cindy. Cindy. Okay, right. Right. Just tell me you're right. Okay. Right. Thank Cindy, you, Cindy. We we already knew we already knew what was coming up. He we called it. Knew. He I called, called it, it before you came in this morning. He, he called me a racist. No, he said you were going to call him one. Yeah, he is a racist. Look oh, I am. Oh. Look like a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I can grow hair and still and you can't doesn't mean it's my fault. I'm waiting for my hair to turn gray. So what are you talking about? I can't wait. You'll be you'll be Bill Russell and you know. Anyway, look like a, man, a man of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I would want my ring like oh. the Dallas Mavericks, and that's the that's the final um, that's the final for me. That's the that's the, my reward. Right. The five million dollars is one thing. You can go make you a big Super Bowl ring for. Look at uh, Metal World Peace. That idiot. He gave his ring away. The auction. The auction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But so here's the. But my point is, I understand that everybody wants the ring. Everybody wants a championship. But it may force people to play together. If there is that little extra like cookie at the end of the at the end of the trail, that you can't force the trail. people to play. To, you no. cannot force people different to play motives. together. You got different motives. That, okay, my motive I, is to win. Wrong. You can inspire wrong. people to play together. Wrong. You cannot that's nice force theory, people to play not, together. That's nice in theory, but what, what, no, what, what, what part is wrong? I think that if people drive themselves to get a big contract, right? That's when it comes down to. I'm not even talking about money as as the drive. People try to get that big contract, right? When they're in the league, that's what they want. They want a contract that will set them up for life. Alex. That's the main goal. Plus, winning a championship. That takes care of okay? stuff. That takes care of stuff. If you, if not, you, not if you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year and you, you win the championship, the, then you're out of the league. You're sitting what? on the bench for the Miami Heat, and they win a championship. I'm thinking you can play. You haven't been released from that team. You was part of a championship team. Let me bring you over here. Your contract is up. 
Winning cures everything. Winning takes care of a lot of things. You're a champion now. You have a championship ring. You didn't get released all year. You sat on that bench. So you made that team better at practice. Right, no, I understand So I'm that. thinking you can play. So my, motive, my, my thing to bring you in is maybe he'll bring some of that championship experience over here because that's what I want to do. I want to win a championship. I'm saying that people want to make that extra. You don't think that people would would uh, try to get rid of problems because there's a $5 million bonus for them at the end if they win the championship? You're out of your mind. $5 million to an NBA player? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, how, cha- much, how much? Are you crazy? How much is Mario Chalmers making this year? I, I don't know because I don't get into their contract. A million, I, I, a million and a half? I, Two million? I, see, when I watch basketball, I watch basketball for the sport and the art of it. So I don't, of course, know, so I don't go into their contract, but I don't think... That championship ring is not motive enough for these guys to play hard at the end of the year. Because when you win a championship, Mario Chalmers, who's not a superstar like those other three guys, he wins a championship with those three guys. He can go anywhere and play point guard for the other 20-something teams, 30-something teams. Yeah, Mario Chalmers making four this year. So. He's making four million? Yeah. So he's, he's good. Oh, yeah, I know he's good. <laughs> he and he went to Kansas. Kwamala Sports Hall. We're going to take a break. We're going to get down and dirty. This guy is out of his mind. Bring it on. internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports i'm not afraid yeah it's been a ride i guess i had to go to that place to get to this one now some of you might still be in that place i was willing to let that play for a while but waiting for that beat to come in Hey, welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Palm Life Sports Talk. Just got done with uh, Clancy Corner. Interesting, as always. Won't get down and dirty with that. But Cindy, you had a bunch of notes. What happened to them? You just They're all about the draft. We haven't talked about the draft. We're talking about this draft after this. So, all right, so you got to go hard because you know, that last it. segment is uh, probably like three seconds. Yeah. Ooh, baby. All right, Raging Bull, we're going to talk about anger. Not that we've heard any this morning, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, Steps to break anger apart. I'm going to use the acronym of TAME, T-A-M-E. In order to break apart anger, you need to be able to 
know what your tell is. Know what it is that's making you angry and getting you upset. The A is for the effect. What's both the long-term and short-term effect of anger? The M is for manage. Be able to manage your anger. <clears throat> and the E is for the be able to evaluate and escape, to have some type of an escape valve for your anger. So let's go back to the tell for a minute. In order to be able to understand what your tell is, you need to look at what are your physical, beha uh, behavioral, emotional, and cognitive tells. Physical can be anything like your heart starts racing, your chest is getting tight, your mus muscles are tensing up, and you're getting hot. When you start to notice mm -hmm. those type of physical attributes, then all of a sudden you know that that's your tell that you're starting to get angry. Behavioral can be things like you're clenching your fist. You're starting to pace back and forth. You feel like you want to punch something like um, a fire extinguisher. Um, <laughs> emotional tells can be that feeling of, you know, you're afraid, that you feel discounted, you feel disrespected, you feel humiliated in some form or shape. The cognitive tell is your thoughts. When you start to perceive something differently than what it is and you start to defend something based on that perception, then you know you're off track. You have that internal thinking that starts to turn negative, or you start to imagine possibilities. You start to wonder, you know, what else is going to go wrong. You start planning revenge, or you start looking that everybody else is against me. When those starts, uh, thoughts start to creep in, then you know that that's just one more tell that you're angry, and you need to do something about it. The A for effect is um, anger is like a spring. If you think of a spring, that the more you pull it back, the more you recoil it, the stronger it gets. So when it lets loose, it's going to let loose hard. And that recoiling can be anything from large or small. We were talking about Amari earlier. It could be any little thing for any of us that, that adds to that pulling back of that spring. So big things or small things. It could be to, you know a drive into work, you get cut off. Um, a play where you think somebody else got the best of you. It could be another player who misses a shot and upsets you. It could be something that's happening to you, around you, or to someone else that you care about, or your team can have an effect on you for the anger. You also need to look at how are you going to manage it? What are the consequences of being angry. Some of the consequences are both internal and external. Internal consequences are physically your health. You've got long-term and short-term effects of health, the mental and emotional aspect of it. External consequences is how are you going to look to others? How are you going to start judging yourself from that point forward and live with that? How is it going to affect your performance? Because your performance is going to go down based on being in that angry state. Um, you're also going to look at what's the effect off the field? What's going to happen to your relationships? The E is for evaluate and escape. You've got to evaluate what are your stressors. You know, we all know what tends to uh, tick us off. If we go back and just look at some of the things I mentioned as far as the tells, the phys uh, physical, behavior, emotional, and cognitive tells, just go back and look at those and start to realize what in any given day, in any given game, or if you think about a player or a play or a team, you know, what are the things that tick you off, get under your skin, or cause you to rage up? The escape is to have some type of an escape valve, to know how to immediate relieve, immediate relieve some of that pressure. You've got to have a plan, you've got to be able to play it out, and you've got to be able to practice so whenever you get to the state where your tell comes up and you know you're angry, you've already got a plan in place to get past it immediately. Down and dirty with Deborah. I'm, I'm 
looking. I'm waiting. Down and dirty with Deborah. You can get all this on yourclearedge.com. Also, uh, you can call in 888-346-9144. Uh, I'm sure, Alex, you, you post your um, corner on the Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. So check out there. When, once, when the show is over here at the Sports Talk, I mean, we, this stuff still goes on. Uh, I know Deborah does a lot of segments and go through segments of because um, you just we just came off one three weeks ago, so you into a new phase of it and and the team and this one is anger management. Yes, anger time. management. We're going to start talking more about emotions next week. I'm going to talk about uh, the positive performance enhancing emotions, what they are, how you can identify them, and then how you can use them to power up your performance. So if you go to my website at yourclearedge.com, there's a button now that says radio, and you can go over there and hear some of the past segments from Kwame's show. And uh, I'm it's also just my name on. My name uh, just on. It's well, Alex Kwame Latterster, sports dog that I'm on, and Alex is on, and Cindy's on, Cindy's. and we share it. Uh, yeah, yeah and, and, <laughs> no, and for real, take advantage yeah. of the show. Put take the your part if you want. Cut it up. Put yeah. it on. The, put it on your website. Right. It's, it's really good therapy because you're getting a whole lot of stuff, and people can hear this show, and they'll go to and they'll listen, they'll listen to the Clancy Corner, listen to Down and Dirty. They they can get some foreground, but they need to make a call. Really wow. to you guys. Right. And hearing it's great. It's what are you going to do about it now that you've heard it, you know, because you've got to take some action on what you learn here from all of us. Now, the escape. How could have Amari, for example, escape um, some of that anger management that he couldn't manage? Well, um, part of it is to realize that he had this recoiling happening. Um, when he had the incident, you know, he lost his brother. He's had multiple injuries. He's had all sorts of things. There's ways my guys learn that in, within any given game, after the game and before a game, they have release valves. They have ways of knowing, checking in with themselves and knowing if they've got their tail up. And they know, based on who they are in their position and how they can best handle their own emotions, what they can do about it in the moment so that recoiling doesn't continue to happen. Well, that's interesting that you go back into their past like he lost his brother. He lost some uh, family members while he was playing. Um, I've always thought, mm-hmm. thought that they could work both ways. You can use that to motivate you. You can take that type of... Uh, focus and mentality mm-hmm. on the court, on the field, on the diamond, and um, and be successful with it, and not let anything mm-hmm. get to you to the point where it makes you that upset. Right. Uh, he's never got over his over those over those situations. So at the end of a game, he does what he do. He does what he did as far as fighting a right. fire hydrant. And you can <laughs> use that type of emotion. I fire hydrant. You sure did. Fire, <laughs> <the> fire extinguisher. <laughs> <The> fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, sure did. Yeah, the other was a different, yeah. whole different visual. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's like a, yeah, he got his leg up there. Exactly. <laughs> but Arms, think, legs, it's one of the two. Do you two. not think that, um, that that could just have been because of just pure frustration because of the game? Like, you think it could be as simple as that? You know what? It could be as simple as that, but the amount of anger that he showed tends to make me wonder or question whether it wasn't some of the other things that piled up as well. Sure. I mean, it just seems like, I mean, it's that's fine. Why. That's fair. I mean, and that's that's... Probably makes more sense, but it's like it's like if it, it's like if uh, if a reliever gives up a home run to to, to blow a save or yeah. you know whatever, and he throws the you know he throws the uh, the Gatorade thing or, or he takes right. all the bats and starts. I think that frustration you know, more around. in them because I, I like all of us here. It's just human nature. Like you know, you could do better. You know what was at stake. It, the guys on the other side are just as good as you are too. They they're going to make plays, but you know, I give up a home run to win the games. I could have done better than that. Maybe I could have done something different. That's why they get us, and I'm sure they do uh, around the league, around the uh, sports arena. 
reporters can't come into the locker room for like 15, 20 minutes. Because we need that cool-down period. We have, yeah, we need that cool-down period. That's right. That's why you can't go on Twitter or you know, Facebook or make phone calls. I, My I guys will I, call me you know, that 90 minutes before, mm-hmm. the 90 minutes after, where there's that cool-down period before and after. Because so I would ban Twitter uh, if I was the owner of a team. Um, yeah. Wait till you get on the bus and do what you got to do because you got to cool down. Mm-hmm. And one thing, one of the things my grandfather told me that I've always kept, um, I kept in me. He said, "Don't make decisions or don't do anything while you're angry." That's mm-hmm. right. And it makes sense because you can see the results of both of them. I need mm-hmm. time to cool down. Yes, I've, I've said some well, stuff and about it's, anger. And it goes back to getting the right perspective. People remember too what you say. Oh yeah. People remember. That's you. the thing. The payback is and, big, not only internally but externally, and it can be for yourself and for others around you right. as well. How do you take back what you just said to somebody that you care about? But that all of a sudden you've effect. hurt their feelings. And the tame that goes. That's the effect part of it. Right. Or what you're going to do now? That's it. Or how? How's what you? Um, if you couldn't tame that that type of right. frustration, anger, mm-hmm. your emotions, I should say. Now the, the effect is. You're hitting a fire extinguisher, and, <laughs> right, and, right. And, and you can't manage that stuff. And then now well, and you. Go, you and have no goes, place to escape. That's right, and it all goes back to emotion. I mean, if he knew and understood that he was in an emotional state because what had just happened on the court and possibly all the other things that were building up, he could have gone off someplace and found some way to handle that if he already had the tools and the techniques to do it, rather than walking out, slamming his hand through a fire extinguisher and. Who knows what that's going to do to his hand, his career, certainly his um, um, the way people look at him and his and then, teammates. And then you get and then you get Ron Artest after that's a positive play. Mm-hmm. He elbows the the hell out of some dude's neck. I, I, you know what? Them. That was mm-hmm. the inten- in my opinion what Ron what Metal World Peace did. It was intentional. It was Absolutely. planned. Out. Of course it was because. You just look it's at walking it. irony. His name is Metal World Peace, and he's beating the hell out of somebody. Yeah. 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 But I think in, uh, oh, got there was no, no, hanging, no, no <laughs> holding hands singing We Are the World. He was out there beating up people. Right, and, and in the playoffs, it should get to this point, but he set the tone before the playoffs, and that what Derek, that's what Derek Fisher used to do for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He used to set the tone a week before the playoffs. This is we getting into our playoff mode. That what, what, what Metal World Peace did was intentional. He never looked back to see if it was his own teammate. So you know... He's, this was probably said in a locker room. Don't get around me when I go up for basketball because I'm throwing elbows. And they, the only guy that was around him was uh, James Harden. Right. Took James Harden. I could have ended his career on one, on one on selfish one play. elbow. Yeah, I'm down and up, and he took him out. So, it, I, in my opinion, a guy, there's no room for a guy like that in the NBA. There's no room for that type of action. But I do believe you, you get physical. Look at uh, Dirk Nowitzki. He got well, physical last night. He's, mo- he's one of the guys we don't see get physical. But right. enough at some point, enough is enough. That's right. And I go back to, you know, your comment earlier that, yes, you can take events that are very stressful or make you angry or get you upset or sad or whatever the emotion might be, and you can use them to propel you forward, but you've got to know that you're doing it. You've got to recognize what that emotion is. You've got to be able to desensitize the negative aspect of that and be able to take that and power yourself up to say, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do to make this better? Look at Rondo. Rondo just hurt his team. He's out. What an idiot. He's, he's out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another idiot. Wasn't that like when Brett Favre's dad died and yeah. he took that and negative he out, and he went out and he just lights out. threw for 19 touchdown passes yeah, on the win? Yeah. Right. And, that's knowing, and that's knowing and understanding yourself and though. how to handle your emotions and then using them in order to propel you forward. No, it's true. I mean, I, I don't know why. I think energy is energy. You can I, choose how you use it. These right. guys are idiots. I mean, a lot of people just aren't mentally prepared to join the NBA when they come out early. I'm sure we'll talk about that, Cindy, when we talk about well, the Well, we're going to get it. We're going to go. That was down and dirty oh, when we were talking about draft. We're going to get into um, in the last segment. We're going to take a break first. Kwame Last Sports Talk, that was down and dirty. We'll be back in uh, probably 65 seconds. 
you know it's gonna sound like Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? Want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about? Either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go. You're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sydney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Last Sports Talk. You know what? I'm just thinking because this used to be my sexy voice segment. I guess. Well, four seconds. I guess my boss was already. Starsky and Hutch now. Yeah, it was Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> <laughs> That's Huggy Bear, baby. Huggy Bear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you watch, you watch Starsky and Huggy, you know Huggy Bear was the guy up there. I don't know if he was a. He was an informant. He was a snitch. He was a snitch. He was a snitch. He was a snitch. He was he was a snitch. Informant is a snitch. Informant, you you doing it for the government. Yeah. A snitch, you doing it for a crackhead. <laughs> hey. Well, okay. Let's get into some. And football. you have a ring that goes across three fingers. A three finger ring, <laughs> yeah. But a big hat. That's what I'm talking about. See, I'm not and, racist. And and gold, gold fish racist. in your shoes. Look. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna get to the uh, NFL. Uh, I ask you guys: Was there any surprise picks? We we know the top picks, and and as looking at my notes that Cindy wrote for herself that I stole: 17 juniors, one sophomore. That had to be a red shirt sophomore mm-hmm. because shirt. you can't come out. But 14 seniors in the SEC slash Alabama dominated draft. LSU too. Yeah. LSU. Yeah. Uh, well, was there, was there any surprises in um, the uh, draft? Well, obviously the uh, the Cowboys trading trading picks and uh, moving up to get Morris mm-hmm. Claiborne to try to minimize the number of, uh, of double digit leads given up coming in the upcoming year. I think they gave up at least at least five, and most of them were in the fourth quarter. So I think that was a huge pick. And my favorite pick of the whole draft was the Colts drafting Kobe Fleener. The tight end from Stanford. So, so Andrew Luck has his tight end. A rookie yeah. quarterback's favorite best friend is a tight end, or Steve Smith from Cam Newton last year. <laughs> but they brought in Greg Olson last year and Jeremy Shockey. So he had that tight end support. And uh, Andrew Luck's played four years with this cat. So obviously they already know each other. They just have to learn the scheme to play together in the NFL. I, I thought it was good. It wasn't a surprise to me. I thought it was somebody was out there thinking. They had their thinking cap on. Because look at Peyton Manning and Denver and who he has over there. He brought Tammy in uh, at his tight end, one mm-hmm. of his guys. Look at uh, Drew Brees and his his tight end. Look at uh, Gronkowski and Tom Brady. You have to have a good tight end. I think you have to have uh, two decent running backs. But but what I noticed in the draft was the 49ers, Lamar Ch- uh, Charles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great, p- great pick. 
for the 49ers. Michael so James? Running, Michael James, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, great oh, yeah, I pick. agree. That was a great pick. Even though they had two running backs, and then they did sign uh, Jacobson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a he's a short yardage guy. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a great pick, a change up. Uh, what, what they had, you can never have too many running backs. That's why that's why you can never have too many good quarterbacks. And Washington taking two quarterbacks in the draft, taking another guy, cousin was it Cousins? Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kirk right. Cousins yeah. after uh, RG three. I think Kirk Cousins went in third round. But what they trying to do in Washington as far as and that's the first time in a long time that two quarterbacks were taken in the draft for the same team. For the same team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a backup plan. You know, if if the backup for what for RG three? I mean, you, what you mean? Well, listen, I mean, here's the thing. So say say RG three. I don't think he will. I think he's going to do really really well. But say he turns into Vince Young. Just say hypothetically speaking, Vince Young is still good. Oh, okay, okay, he's not. He's okay. He's so good. so you take RG three. And it doesn't work out. You have a conventional backup. Rex, Rex Grossman should be out of the league. I mean, he never should have got that job last year. So you oh, have another. I, I don't young think guy. he should have got that job over Beck last year. I right. thought Beck played better. Right, and you have a Big Ten quarterback that that will come and he'll learn the offense. But what they do this, what, what they've been doing, teams have been doing is they've drafted two stud quarterbacks out of college and traded one three years down the road for more picks. So it, it so that's the backup plan. The, and Did then the Indianapolis uh, Colts get a backup plan. Uh, no, they have one plan. So why did why didn't they get a backup plan? They don't. They're not. Going well, to they it. have Curtis Painter. Racist. Go ahead, Cindy. Are you, what? Uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Really? Washington has just done everything wrong in the last ten years. You know why? You know why? True. They got RG three because that stretch. Remember that when they was good, they had um, Elway. That stretch offense works in RG threes. Elway. Who, who had Elway? Who had Elway? Denver Broncos. Yeah. Who we? We're talking about the Redskins. Okay. See now, you, now I just went over your head. Who's the Who's the head coach for the Denver Broncos? Mike Shanahan. Who's the head coach for the Washington Redskins? I think it might be Mike Shanahan. Okay, it might Sources. Be. Okay. Yeah, because well, they're the exact same quarterback, so that's no, going to broke out perfectly. No, I don't know that. But John Elway's the third best quarterback a, ever. If you're running a tens personnel, I'm, let me clarify that better than tens personnel. If you're running two tight ends and one back, yeah. and you got a stretch play that works, they used to be the best offensive line in the history of football at one point when they can stretch that. But they had Terrell Davis. That's yeah, a and cut. Mike Anderson is a fullback. I remember. And Clinton Portis. That's cutback offense, and then you got a running back who can come out of the boot that no linebacker can catch. Yeah, no, that's true. That's well, why they no, got this guy because they're going back to the and, offense that you cannot stop. And going back to last last week, they need receivers, and because Cam Newton did so well with that, with being able to scramble and having a gun, mm. I think, and with Mike Shanahan's run offense, I agree with you that that could really work well. But it didn't it hasn't worked yet. They didn't have it. They had Grossman. Back. Yeah. Right, but they had, but they had. You need an athletic quarterback who can. uh, I agree. And in your case, you need a black quarterback that can boot out. Absolutely, you are absolutely correct, (laughs) Cindy. I get it three times. I got it three times. I was, I only said once. I keep the score. I'm keeping score. Was there there money bet on this, which gives you a higher incentive to win? I just want want to know why. You get five million dollars if you say it five times. (laughs) I just want to know. The coach should have had a backup plan too, because who knows? You can. Shanahan won. He was a quarter. He's a good coach because John Elway was his quarterback. He's Let's re- let's really just call it what it is. He sucked. It's like Bill Belichick was a horrible quarterback until he had Tom Brady as, as was a horrible coach as he had until he had Tom Brady as his quarterback. So Who, Tom Brady. Wait a minute. Um, what's his name? The guy who came before Tom Brady was actually pretty good. Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. They didn't win he Jack got, with he him. He got hurt. He got hurt. Right. Tom Brady came in and did this. And we were talking about this before the show. That's why I'm not a fan of the draft because you got guys like Tom Brady going to sixth round mm-hmm. uh, and become who he is. It's the timing with timing with everything. I who knows if Andrew Luck gonna be a Peyton Manning? Right. You keep putting them on anybody to put him on that pedestal to be Peyton Manning. It's going now. We got to really put a microscope over this guy and see how he performed. And you shouldn't have to do that to a, for a guy coming out of college. He is more tuned and male. Uh, 
he probably was the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks. Obviously, he was in his draft for that team. Who sure. knows? Who Absolutely. knows what Andrew Luck does in Washington? If it, it happens. Do you think who knows what RG three does in, in Indianapolis? Do you think he'll be able to handle it? I don't know. I don't. I don't know the guy. It's well, going to be interesting. But going back to your point, that it it really isn't about the money. The money can can add a level of expectation, but it's the expectation that will take him down or build him up. One sure. of the two. And the individual people are the ones who are going to be able to. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Sorry, we got more, no, we got other no, things but, going on here. Um, but basketball is different. Football is all incentive based, so you have to perform to make your paycheck, to make some of your paycheck. Basketball Understood, but all, the ability to perform is going to be based on not only your your skill, your strength and conditioning, your, your mental and emotional aspect of the game. Those three things. Yes, you get paid for getting all those three things right. And that is an incentive, and right. I agree with that, but you've got to have all those three aspects in order to be able to play at your best. Quarterback for uh, yep. Wisconsin. What's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Oh, my God. But they, Seattle took him in the third round. He's 5'11". But he's played baseball, professional baseball, just like the Cleveland um, Browns took the 28-year-old in How's the first he going to see over his, his line? <laughs> how, does, how does Drew Brees? Drew Brees, yeah. Drew, Drew Brees is probably 5'11", 3'4". No, he's slower than that. No, no, no. I, I played with him. Yeah, so oh did my I. Goodness. Part of the part of the call at the line is duck. So yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Russell Wilson. But you got to put him in the right put him in the right offensive setting, and it works. Mm-hmm. But if he because he can get back quick enough to see all that stuff. But now you got to change the offense. You got to have a running. Sh- you they do, don't yeah. have a running shoot, but Drew Brees' offense looked like a running shoot. That, I mean, them guys put the ball down. But I mean, field. look at Seattle. So you have uh, Sidney Rice is there. You have Marshawn Lynch has, has revamped his whole career, and. Uh, Matt Hassel, their quarterbacks aren't that good, so he could definitely be playing this year. Well, I, I thought Cindy wanted to jump in. She was waiting for the well, NFL. I, I wait for a break when you guys never stop talking. We don't wait for each other. <laughs> we we just don't talk. wait for each other. Don't forget, we have this golf tournament on Friday, Friday, May 4th, NFL Alumni Skins Charity Golf Event out at Whirlwind. There's still spaces left. And where do they we go need to people. find that out? Uh, NFLAlumniGolf.com forward slash skins. And don't call me for uh, anything free. Okay. <laughs> anything. I've gave. I've given out. I've given out all my free stuff for the uh, tournament. All everything. But uh, Deborah, if she, if she makes it out there, she may have a booth. You can come out check out your clear edge information. Get some information on what Deborah's if doing. She makes that. I, when? Well, I don't know when. Well, I don't know her schedule like that. You got thirty seconds. Anything, guys? Uh, I feel bad that Justin Blackman got drafted by the Jaguars for him. I do too. He's gonna I be do so. Too. I do he's too. Gonna, and I and, do too. it's and one thing to be a first round draft pick, but where you they go, they traded up for him. It's like they didn't even see that coming. They didn't even see it coming. He should have did what Eli Manning did. I'm nope. not going there. Yeah, but he. Yeah, I don't know. I it's, respectfully decline. Yeah. Oh, and and then <laughs> my last thing is that San Francisco had the best overall offseason out of any San Francisco, team. I think. Uh, Randy Moss coming second in, be in the conference at behind the Arizona Cardinals. It's possible. The Cardinals did a great Michael job. Ford, they got, maybe. Cardinals drafted three offensive linemen. And a receiver. And, and maybe the best receiver in the world. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Depending. Deborah Debris. Draft is over. OTLs are starting up. Looking forward to a great season this year. We got to get my man. We got to get my man out there. I, I worked out. I got a first round. Uh, went it from Alabama. I worked out. Uh, got a couple more. One in Seattle. Also. Did he get drafted by right Tampa Bay? He did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Hey, this Quarm Live Sports Talk is always good. The show is not over. Check out DebitDebrisYourClearish.com. Alex on Facebook. Cindy, she's going to be doing a lot of Twittering, but don't forget the NFL Golf Tournament. It's out tweeting. Of the world. It's tweeting. It's tweeting. Tweeting it's on Twitter. Tweeting on Twitter. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. 